Well, today is a very special day for us as a church as we get to celebrate seven more individuals getting baptized into our church family and fellowship here at Grace Chapel. Um, And if this is the first baptism service you've ever been to, in other words, we're going to have seven people come up here and get wet. And uh, they're going to enter into the water, they're going to get immersed, and then they're going to come back out of the water. And I always want to provide important context to this moment because if all you knew about baptism was what you're about to see, then it might seem a little strange and confusing. And so I want to take a few moments to orient you to what's about to happen. And the most important thing that I want to communicate in the time that I have this morning that I want you to know about baptism is this. Baptism physically pictures a believer's spiritual union in Christ. Baptism physically pictures a believer's spiritual union in Christ. This truth is taught most clearly in Romans chapter 6, verses 3-4, through where the Apostle Paul writes, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into His Death. So there Paul states that there is a way for us to be baptized into Christ. Baptizo, it literally means to be immersed, to be plunged, to be buried in. And so there is a way that you and I, this morning, can be spiritually immersed, spiritually plunged into and buried deep into the person and work of Jesus Christ. Now you might be asking this morning, well why is that so important? It's important first because... If we stood before God by ourselves, not surrounded by Christ, His perfect person and His perfect work, then God would see us in our sin, in our guilt, and in our spiritual death. And that's who we are outside of Christ. First, the Bible teaches that we are sinners. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have sinned. We've all gone our own way. We've all walked in rebellion against God and His commandments. We are sinners. And that means, second, we are guilty. Romans 6.23 says the wages or the consequences, the penalty for our sin against God is death. Eternal death. Infinite death due to our infinite offenses against an infinite God. We are sinful. We are guilty. And to make matters worse, we're dead. Spiritually dead. Ephesians 2.1 says that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. In other words, there is nothing we can do to change our sinful and guilty state before God. We need rescuing. We need redemption. We need salvation from outside of us. So that's the first reason why it is important to be baptized or immersed into Christ Jesus' perfect person and work. It's because of who we are, left to ourselves in God's sight, sinful, guilty, spiritually dead. But the second reason why it's important to be baptized into Jesus Christ through faith in Him is because of who Christ is in God's sight. See, as we're, whereas we are sinful, guilty, and spiritually dead, first, Christ has perfection. Whereas we have a track record, if we were to be honest, before God's law, we have a track record of sin beneath His law. Christ has a track record of perfection. 
In John 8, 29, Jesus said, I always do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Who could say that this morning? Even his enemies that were standing in his midst could not deny that he lived a righteous life. Even his enemies couldn't say he was wrong. Christ, under the law, born under the law, living and growing up, fulfilled all righteousness required to be accepted before God. This is what 2 Corinthians 5.21 teaches, that the very righteousness of God is found in Christ Jesus. Don't be looking for it in yourself. Don't be looking for it in your own track record. Look for the righteousness of God that is found through faith in Christ Jesus given as a gift. Christ lived the perfect life you and I could never live. And His perfect track record is given to us when we trust in Him for our salvation. Christ has perfection. Second, Christ has pardon. He has forgiveness. I mean, whereas our death beneath God's law would have meant a forever punishment for our sins beneath God's wrath, Christ's death means a full payment for our sins beneath God's wrath. When Christ died, He didn't die for His own sins. He lived a perfect life, as we just stated. He had no sins. He died for the sins of His people. His infinite person absorbed the infinite punishment of God's infinite wrath for our infinite sins. And what we would have paid for forever, Christ paid for fully the moment He died. And on the basis of that payment for our sins, He offers forgiveness to all who trust in Him. In Christ is found pardon. Christ died the perfect death we could never die. Christ has perfection. Christ has pardon. And finally, Christ has resurrection power and life. Whereas we in our sinful and guilty and dead state are powerless, Christ in His eternal perfection and life is powerful. That's why on the third day, what happened? What do we celebrate? Jesus Christ died, was buried, and He rose again by the power of His indestructible life, as Scripture teaches. He rose again in victory over our sin, death, and hell in a victory you and I could never win. And so Christ lived the perfect life we could never live. He died the perfect death we could never die. And He rose again in the perfect victory that you and I could never win. And that is why it is so important to be baptized and to be plunged into Christ Jesus. Because once you're immersed into Christ, His perfect person, and His perfect life, And work, when God looks at you, He no longer sees you covered in your sin. He sees you covered in Christ's perfection. And He no longer sees you buried beneath your guilt. He sees you buried beneath Christ's perfect pardon and forgiveness. And He no longer sees you overcome by spiritual death or weakness. He sees you indwelt by Christ's own life and power. As Paul said in Romans 6, verse 4, we were buried, therefore, with Him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in a newness of life. So in Christ we are born again. We are born again out of a life of sin, out of a life of guilt, out of a life of spiritual death in God's sight, and into a life of perfection, pardon, and spiritual power. 
And all that happens, that spiritual union and immersion into Jesus Christ, all that happens the moment you, by God's grace, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation. You're immersed into Jesus spiritually. You're surrounded by His perfect person person, and His perfect work. You're immersed into Christ. And that's what baptism this morning is a picture of. It's a picture of a believer's spiritual union with Jesus. And so that is the most important thing I want you to know this morning about baptism and what we're about to see. Baptism physically pictures a believer's spiritual union with Christ. It's similar to something else that we might be familiar of. It's just like a wedding ring. Just how a wedding ring is a picture of the union that exists between a husband and a wife. So baptism is a picture of a union that exists between Christ and His redeemed people. Baptism does not save you. It is merely a picture of the only thing that does, and that is Jesus and your relationship to Him. By going under the water today, these seven men, women, and children are proclaiming publicly that they have trusted in Jesus Christ alone as their personal Lord and Savior. And they are declaring this morning to you all that in Jesus Christ they have died to their old way of life in regards to the power of sin and they have received a new life that will be dedicated to living for the glory of God alone. So I want you to understand that. I want you to understand the spiritual reality that lies behind baptism for two reasons. First, if you have not trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ for your salvation, I urge you to do that today, right now, right where you're seated. See the promise that is behind the picture of baptism and be saved. Christ has died in payment for sins and has risen again. Join Him in that new life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be forgiven of all your sins. Be saved for all of eternity. Be born again to a brand new life in Christ. You can confess in your heart right where you sit to God that you are a sinner in need of salvation, and you can declare right now where you're sitting your faith and dependence upon His Son to save you from your sins. And you will be saved. God has promised it. Second, if you have trusted in Jesus Christ and you do have new life in Him, I want to ask you a question. Have you responded to what He has done for the glory of God? You've believed, praise God, but as we've been learning as a church, have you been baptized? Have you been baptized? Are you living for His glory? Have you gone public with your faith? Have you been baptized and added to the church as Christ has commanded you to do for the glory of God? Believe, be baptized, be added. During this service, I want you to think and pray about how you should respond to the gospel for the glory of God as He called all of His disciples everywhere to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And finally, I encourage all of you who are here to worship, to rejoice, and to just celebrate during this time. Each one of these individuals are a miracle. We keep on thinking, you know what? If only we could have miracles today, right? To show that God is real. These are miracles. All of you who have trusted in Christ are a miracle of God's saving grace. And so celebrate that today. Celebrate what God has done for you in Christ. God is so good. 
He is so loving and he is so rich in mercy to think that we who were once dead in our trespasses and sins have been made alive together in Christ Jesus. By grace we have been saved. This is the Lord's doing. And it is wondrous in our eyes. And so I encourage you at this time to amen, to clap, to cheer. If you want, that is fine, that is good, that is fitting. Because praise befits the upright. And this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. This time I'll pray and then we'll have a song as we get ready for our baptisms. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for what's about to happen. And Father, we just dedicate these next few moments for your honor and glory. I pray that everyone who is here uh, this morning would look past the people, would look past the faces, and to a certain degree, look even past the testimonies and behold you in your glory and your mighty saving power. Father, I pray that if there's someone here that's doubting whether Jesus Christ can save their souls, I pray that this morning they would see seven testimonies of how you can do exactly that by your grace through faith in Christ Jesus. May you be honored. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.